Welcome to Leafing Out, a podcast about gardening. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Gabe. We are not experts. We are amateur gardeners sharing what we learn as we learn it on our gardening journey. We're also amateur podcasters, so I'm really happy that you've actually stuck around because I think the last episode we did was like nine months ago. Six months ago? <laughs> Much too long. Very long, We're gonna long, try to be long ago. It's almost like we have two toddlers, not one, but two toddlers. We're less sleep deprived now, though. Yeah, we should be able to um, figure out the words that we're trying to say. I mean, I mowed the lawn this morning. That's Hopefully a big deal. Hopefully people can listen to us on like 1.5 instead of 2x <laughs> as we guess our children get older. Yeah, we'll the older your children faster. are, the faster you speak. That's right, yeah. All right, today we're talking about... Today, I think we're going to talk about some mistakes that we've made recently mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. might be able to learn from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little uh, do as we say, not as we do action. Yep. Um, and we're going to talk about watering. Watering. Everyone's favorite part of gardening. Not yeah. my, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. It's not my favorite part of gardening. But it is like a, it's, it's like, I don't know, salting your food or something. It's like this very foundational thing that is also like really complicated and not that straightforward. A little bit weirdly complicated. A little bit weirdly complicated. So we have some tips and tricks that we've picked up that we're going to share with you. It's a new segment that we're calling... Whoops a daisy. Um. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You said whoops a daisies. No one says whoops a daisies, do they? I mean, unless there is no unless, because no one has said whoopsie daisies for what fifty years, and even then it was um, it was just little girls with blonde ringlets. Exactly. Right. So here we go again. <laughs> That clip is none other than Hugh Grant in Notting Hill. For those who haven't seen Notting Hill, there is a scene. Pause the podcast. Just go. It's true. What are you doing? What are are you you doing doing here? Get out of here. Possibly be more important. Go watch. watching Notting Hill. One of the best rom coms ever made, Notting Hill. You'll be quoting it for the rest of your life. You'll be really obnoxious, like we are. Oh, Um, that's quite good then. Oh well, that's quite good. I mean, it's. Just, it's in the lexicon in this household. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy is a segment where we talk about a mistake that we have made recently. Yeah. So the mistake that we made recently is... Which one? So August in Rhode Island, as a lot of the other country, was crazy hot. We also have a concrete skirt, like this sort of like short little patio-y thing on the back of our house that just reflects light. It's like a mirror. It's like just blistering hot. Even a lot of our full sun plants don't do very well there. It's like a pizza um, stone in the it's oven. It's like a pizza stone, exactly. It gets real, You're it like bakes in the sun. Cooking and just in your pots. Um, and I was sort of like, oh, it's hot. And I'll water the garden, you know, when I think of it, like probably a few times a week or something. And that was not nearly enough. So gardening is all about observation, and I was distracted and not really paying close attention to the water needs of these plants. And then, you know, we'd go out of town for a weekend or like just an overnight or something, and maybe I hadn't watered in the day or two before. And there was one time in particular we went out of town for just like two days, so we didn't really think about it. We were like, oh, whatever. And I came back, and several of the plants were like desiccated, like these little corpses i was like i'm sorry no oh 
I'm so sorry. Please don't die. So yeah, observation. Try to just go out and look at your plants. If I'd been looking at my plants a little more carefully, I would have noticed in the days leading up to our trip out of town that they were, in fact, starting to get a little wilty. And plants are pretty communicative. They do a lot of different things to conserve water before damage actually starts to happen. So as their leaves start to droop a little bit. Sometimes if they have flowers, those will close a little bit. You'll see these signs that say to you, you know, hey, this plant is is a little dry. And one thing to pay attention to in particular when you're trying to figure out if they're dry, don't look at your plant in the middle of the day because a lot of plants do when they're exposed to really intense sunlight and heat. They just do that like every day, even if they do have a lot of water, look at your plant in like the late afternoon or evening. And if it's bounced back, then it probably is doing okay. If it's sort of like had a little bit of a wilty look in the day and then came back in the evening, it's it's doing all right. Or first thing in the morning, or same first thing. thing in the a morning. lot of people same water thing. first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, I want to be that person. I'm so not that person, but I picture being an old lady in like a fabulous sun hat going out at 6.30 in the morning and watering everything and it being all paradise it's true the you never end up doing that thing that i'll say i there's a lot of back and forth about what time to water i'm not certainly a, like a, an expert on this i will say that in the absolute heat of the summer i like to water in the evening because then you give the plant all night long to be absorbing that water that water's not evaporating very fast overnight because the sun and the heat obviously is what really evaporates it if you're going to be watering in the morning then you really got to be like out there every day looking at your plants because say you water at nine o'clock by 10 30 it could be 90 degrees that water is evaporating that plant that was its shot to absorb water and now it's sort of done drinking for the day let's talk about some more general stuff with watering yeah because if you like we were like three years ago or four years ago or just starting out with this stuff and buying a lot of plants and hoping that they do well and wondering like, how much should I be watering? Do I really have to water every day? I didn't sign up for this. This sucks. What, like how lazy can I be? Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe, I think you have learned like a little more than I have yeah. about like exactly what things need. Yeah. So, so you'll see when you buy a new plant, it'll have on the tag what it's like sunlight needs are and watering needs. Some, some plants are water lovers that usually you would find next to a pond or something. They're wetlands flowers and wetlands plants where they want ferns. a ton of water. A lot of ferns like a lot of water. Um, ligularia is something that we have right next to our bird bath because we're always refilling the bird bath and splashing it all over the stuff and it like gets the most water of of most anything in our garden um but a lot of plants have stuff on on the on the tag that will say like low watering once established what does that mean gabe so established is a little bit of a general term but it, it from what i've heard my my understanding is generally plants establish after two years so you get through two summers the third summer you have an established plant and that you know that's when we planted our lawn that's what they said you know water well for the first two summers the third summer it comes back then it's established just meaning that there is a really robust root system that can support this plant I am definitely like reaching a little bit here, but my understanding is that, you know, you have the sort of big roots that you see when you pull up a plant 
And then you have all these root hairs, these really fine little root hairs that come off of those main roots. And those are doing a lot of the water absorption and they take a while to really like grow out, like have those big solid roots coming out and then all the root hairs coming out of those larger roots. So when you're planting a plant, it just doesn't have a lot of water absorbing capability. It can't like pull in a lot of water really fast. It doesn't have roots that are going deep. So it's this kind of, um, it's sort of top heavy in a way. It's got all of this, this greenery, presumably, because it looked good at the nursery or wherever you bought it. But to support that, it just has this very small root system. So you're really kind of taking very careful care of it, making sure that those that limited root system can absorb a lot of water as it balances out. Because all plants want to balance their below ground growth with their above ground growth. It's like a baby. It's like a when baby. you have a newborn baby, its stomach is so teeny tiny right. and it's growing so much that you have to feed it like every couple hours and it's difficult. Yeah. And <laughs> Challenging fussy. and fussy. Screaming and then you once your once your kid gets old enough, they can have three meals a day and two snacks and mm-hmm. be pretty good. Just put them in front of the TV and they're fine all day long. Water water heavily until established. Yeah. Yeah. So what we tend to do is especially with new new plants, make sure that you're not letting them dry out cuz that kind of damage is really hard for them to bounce back from. If you plant something, this is why also they say plant in spring and fall, don't plant new plants in the middle of summer because it's so hard for them to absorb enough water that they just will, parts of the plant will die, the roots won't establish well, and it will take years for the plant to grow as much as it would in like one year if you had just planted it at a more mild time of the year when the Mm -hmm. plant could really kind of start to thrive above ground and below ground. Mm -hmm. Um, So another thing I thought might be helpful to hear is what do you do about rainfall? If it's raining off and on, you know, oftentimes I'll be like, well, it just rained like two days ago. Do we really have to water? The ground isn't wet, but I don't know. Like how much did it seemed like it rained a lot, but did it? What do we, how do we think about that? Yeah. Um, so the rule of thumb that I've heard a lot, and this is definitely, again, a broad general thing, is that your garden wants an inch of water per week. And um, obviously we're talking about gardens and climates like ours. Yes. In the Northeast, cottage garden type things, woodland garden type ideas. If you're in Southern California or something, we have we have, we have no information for you. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing like a xeriscape, like Southwest cacti thing. I'm not sure how much water you need. I'm not sure if you're listening to this podcast at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so go on. Um, So uh, the the easiest thing to do to to just start out is get a rain gauge. Um, And a rain gauge is just uh, like a little, you know, the one we have has sort of like a a cone, I guess, an inverted cone uh, with markings on it. And you stick it on... um, like, uh, we have it on our, on our fence. You don't want to put it on the side of a house. Cause obviously like if the wind is blowing the wrong direction, then none of the rain goes into the rain gauge, but it just catches the rain as it falls and gives you some sense of it's like, like a little measuring cup that like you stick on a fence pole mm-hmm. with a, with like one nail. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. It's just a piece of plastic and the rain falls into it and it tells you how, how, you how many inches of, is it a quarter inch or was yeah. it a full inch? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, you kind of, you know, decide how much 
water you want to use. I found it pretty helpful to also, sometimes I'll take the rain gauge, like when the, uh, we have a low water lawn, but every once in a while in the, in the heat of the summer, there's a week or two when it needs a little sprinkler. And I'll be like, oh, I don't like how much water is the sprinkler giving the lawn? So I'll take the rain gauge, it has sort of a pokey end and I'll just stick it in the dirt in the lawn. And as the sprinkler goes, I have a sense of like, oh, all right, it takes half an hour to get, you know, half an inch of rain. So I'll do that a couple times a week, something like that. The other thing I'll say that's sort of broad that I really did not understand about watering when we first started gardening is that you're really trying to, you hear people talking about like, oh, get, you want a deep soak. And like, what does that mean? Yeah, you want to water your plants and give them a really deep soak. You really need to like leave the hose going and really get it so that the whole amount of the, like the height of the plant, you want to soak through that height from below. I don't, I'm explaining that in a dumb way. No, but I you think know that's I mean. actually a great visualization. I was going to say it's hard to imagine because all we can see is the, the surface of the dirt, obviously. So like you sort of, you know, soak that and you're like, well, what else could there be? But if you think about it in, in sort of layers, like this is kind of made up, but you think about like different one inch thick layers of dirt going down, you know, to the bottom of the roots of the plant. You have to completely saturate the first inch if you want water to go down to the second inch. So like imagine a stack of sponges. If you're trying to get the bottom sponge wet you need the first sponge to be so full of water that it overflows into the second sponge and then into the third, fourth, whatever. So that's both the amount of water that you need to put in and also in terms of timing, you really don't wanna just like sit there with the hose on. You want to pour a bunch of water around the, the roots of the plant, go water another part of the garden, come back, water some more, Again, maybe a third time, depending on how deep a soak you want. But like if you have a new plant or especially like a shrub or something that needs a lot of water, you want to really like try and get that water down as far as possible. You can also just stick your finger in. You can, you know, if you're not sure, you can water for a little bit and then say like, how deep is this going? And just like dig a little hole with your finger and feel like how deep is that water going? If it's been really dry, it's going to take more than you think to really get in there. It's Mm -hmm. tough. If you're cleaning up like a big spill on the kitchen counter and you're using a kitchen towel, you'll remember that at first a dry kitchen towel will kind of be like moving the water around. And then once the towel starts to get damp and absorb water, that's when it absorbs all the water really well. So the soil works the same way. Once it's damp, damp soil absorbs water more easily than dry soil does. And this is kind of why when we have terrible drought like we've been in um, and then you have a huge rainstorm where it drops a ton of inches of water, um, the earth isn't actually absorbing that water very well. So that's not like hitting the spot for your plants because it's so dry. It's like I can't the the earth is like I can't do anything with this. I'm too dry. So um what we really need in drought. That's why people say what we need is like gentle ongoing, like on and off rain for many days in a row, because that's how the ground gets resaturated. So that's what you're kind of mimicking with watering. And what I do in our backyard when I water is I kind of take like a 10 or 15 foot section of the flower beds at a time. And I sort of do like 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds per plant Um, until I'm all the way down the row of that like 10 foot section. And then I just start over and do it again. Um, 
because once everything is a, a little damp or soaked a little bit, then you can go back and really know that the water is kind of getting really deep down. And the other thing I'll say is the reason why you want the water to get so deep in the soil, I know we're getting so into the weeds, this might be so boring, I don't know, but you're here, you're listening, why not keep going? Um, the reason why you want the, the water to get so deep down, especially with new plants, is because you want the plant's roots you want the plant to send its roots really far down as opposed to outward along the surface. The same as a plant's above ground part will grow towards the light, the below ground part, the roots, is gonna grow towards the water. So you want the roots to grow downward because that's where water is gonna stay for the longest over time once it's established. If, you, if your plant is growing its roots only along the surface, well, that's the first area to get dehydrated. So it's always going to be more thirsty. It's going to struggle more in the long term. This is why the whole watering thing before something is established is so important. Mm -hmm. And the one other thing, well, I don't know if it's one other thing, but <laughs> another and thing, another thing. Um, that I'll say about uh, watering, this is maybe a little, this is, this is watering 2.0. But we have a soaker hose run that goes all the way around our garden in the uh, the border and also in the vegetable garden. I will take a brief detour. Vegetables need more water in general, as a general rule, than other parts of your garden. So if you have a vegetable garden, consider getting a soaker hose. Soaker hoses are amazing. Um, we You can get a lot of different kinds, but we just have the ones that are sort of porous and they just like leak water all along their length um, because you can just turn that on for you know an hour and it's just slowly doing this drip 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 that's really getting the water way down without you being out there you know holding the the watering can or the or the hose or whatever again it's imitating like an off and on little gentle sprinkle mm -hmm. like what you have in spring which is yeah. why planting in spring is a good idea mm -hmm. um Let's talk about what other tools we use for watering. Yeah. Um, our Dram our, Rain Wand. Our podcast today is sponsored by the Dram Rain Wand. Just kidding. We still don't have any sponsors. <laughs> we have, I think, how many listeners do we have, Gabe? I don't know. I'd have Approximately to, I'd more than more than one might guess. More than one might guess. 30? 40? I don't know. <laughs> Guys. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, we use this thing called the Dram Rain Wand that is not the cheapest option, but really is so effective. It's a tool that is always mentioned by, you know, professional gardeners as being their go-to. And it's just basically like a really good shower head kind of thing. It aerates the water, so you're getting like more flow in the right spread um, without a lot of pressure. That's the thing yeah. that can always be tricky. You're trying to hurry along and you want to like get a ton of water, especially like into your pots or something. But then if you turn the hose up, you're like blowing the dirt out of there. Blasting so, your plants. Yeah. The rain one does a pressure. good job of like a ton of water, but without that, that force. So that's watering. If you still have questions you want to address, please drop us a line. Mm -hmm. um, you can um, find the way, best ways to contact us in the show notes. I think there's a bunch of ways. You can mm -hmm. always DM us on Instagram. That's a really e easy mm -hmm. way to get yeah. in touch with us. Leafing out pod on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And 
to get into our second topic, a fast one for today, I want to talk about tomatoes and what's yeah. up with my tomatoes. <laughs> Something that I know all tomato growers are always asking themselves, mm-hmm. probably. We have tried to grow a variety of tomatoes and the larger ones are always so tricky for us. There's so many issues that can come up that we decided to just do cherry tomatoes because it's so nice and easy. And so there aren't a lot of issues, but um, something happened recently that I bet most people growing tomatoes and everybody kind of comes upon this issue at some point in the season, which is when your tomatoes burst on the vine, they They kind of crack, there's a seam that cracks open, you can see the inside of the tomato, it obviously needs to be picked right away, Um, and you might be wondering, what happened? What made this happen? Too much water. Too much water. That's what happened. uneven watering is actually a more accurate way to say that. There was an amount of water that the plant was used to, and then it got a lot more than that amount. And that's what caused the fruit to burst. Yeah. So we recently had, we've been in the middle of crazy drought here. And then we had a wild storm where Providence and the next town over got like 10 and 11 inches of rain in under under 24, maybe even under 12 hours. Mm -hmm. It was bad, 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 bad flooding. And of course I went out the next morning and all of our cherry tomatoes were bursting open unless they were um, really, really not ripe yet. So I thought I would just share some some suggestions of what to do with tomatoes that have done that because they're not the most beautiful for putting in, you know, a salad or whatever. But what I did is uh, I picked them all and I chopped them all and used them, mixed them with some um, raw garlic and olive oil and a bunch of salt. And I just left them in a bowl for a couple hours. And the garlic sort of flavored everything. All of the juice of the tomatoes kind of, the the tomatoes like gave up all their liquid because of the salt. And then I used that as like a fresh tomato pasta sauce with pappardelle pasta. And it was so good. It was delicious. So that's one idea. Panzanella is also always mm. great with yeah. tomatoes that really are like to go wrong, a little funny. If you have like some tomatoes that are overripe and kind of soft, panzanella is such a good, mm-hmm. such a good option for that. Mm-hmm. And you can always throw them on a sandwich with uh, mayonnaise and salt. And that is probably the best thing to do if you mm-hmm. have big tomatoes. Yeah. yeah but with yeah. our cherries, that's, those are the two things that we like to do the most. Yeah. I think we did it. I think that's a pretty good episode. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, email us or send us a voice memo at leafingoutpod at gmail.com. Like I said, you can always DM us on Instagram. We're leafingoutpod over there. Happy gardening. And the other, oh, the other thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Helps that, people find the show. That really helps us a lot. Helps other people find the podcast. We really appreciate it. Happy gardening. See you out there.